thinking is hard and welcome to etc my name is josh and i'm here with my beautiful wife bailey and today we have some uplifting news news with how crazy the last two years have been and really all of 2000 we decided that we'd look up some uplifting news from r slash uplifting news and did you just say 2000 Ever since 2000, things have just gotten worse. Oh, Tell right. me I'm wrong. Nope. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Especially, yeah. <laughs> they thought the world was going to end in the year 2000, so. I saw a post that said, like, every decade from the, like, every decade has had its identity from, like, 80, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then from 2000 onward, it's just a downhill spiral. 22 years <laughs> of craziness. It's just a downhill <laughs> spiral. So I thought we'd look up some uplifting news and I found some pretty good stuff. We got five different articles that we're going to, we're going to read the article or at least part of it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit and just bring some, some happy news to your life in, in this, this crazy, crazy world. world. Definitely. <laughs> Jink, you owe me a soda. Oh, dang. You like I do. I'll take it. So with that, I think we're just going to go ahead and, and jump in mm-hmm. and hope you listen ahead. along. So today's first story is about a YouTuber that went to an unclaimed baggage store and bought replacements for items (laughs) that passengers lost. (laughs) So if you want to scroll. Looks like this was posted in July 17th, so not long ago. So I guess the person's name is Hope Allen, known as Hope Scope, which is cute, bought her followers lost items after making a call out. It comes as travelers face flight cancellations delays and luggage miss yep yep so that's been happening a lot this summer so travel safe guys that's what oh and if you're traveling anywhere i would say if you have an event definitely travel like a few days before the event because unfortunately there are a lot of cancellations with pilots and flight attendants out and things like that so you know when they run out of staff they close down yeah they cancel flights they cancel flights because the pilot you only have so many pilots that can fly the planes when they're done for the day they're done they're shutting that plane down so you'll have to buy your tickets early and make sure you fly early so in a video titled i bought lost luggage and return it to the owner hope allen who is best known as hope scope finds abandoned accessories expensive electronics lost louis vuitton bags and other items to send back to the original owners it comes as passengers face flights cancellations, um, mishandling of their luggage, or having to get off planes they just boarded. Oh, dear. Which is awful. Um, American Airlines even lost a 12-year-old at Miami Airport. Mm. Allen, who has 1.8 million subscribers, asked them what items they had lost. And when Sophia Nygaard... By the way, Sophia, Sophia Nygaard actually is a YouTuber from... Uh, oh, my gosh. BuzzFeed. Oh. And so a lot of these BuzzFeed people actually left BuzzFeed at, for whatever reason, one reason or another. Um, so that's and that's actually, that's actually where those, those four guys came from. Yeah. The Try Guys? The Try yeah. Guys. They came from, from that. I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I think I, I'm, I'm yeah. like on the dot. They're from BuzzFeed. They came from BuzzFeed. And same thing with Sophia. And they were actually, the four of them left and Sophia left. And I think like two other girls left. Mm. And they made their own youtube accounts and so that that's who that is sorry just preface a few a youtuber known as a treasure hunter joined alan's quest to find these lost items which is really awesome in the video alan and i guard look for items such as a scarf a blazer sunglasses hats and even a polaroid camera and those things are expensive their attempts to find the lost items didn't turn out to be as successful as they hoped so they checked websites selling unclaimed baggage where they were able to uh, locate more items which is kind of cool 
they are generally unable to find the exact item so instead of they would buy a replacement such as like gucci sunglasses for someone who lost their mark jacobs pair which actually might be better <laughs> upgrade right she then sent them back to the owners who claimed they'd lost them and asked for a video reaction uh-huh. most seemed pleased even if the items weren't exactly the same as they had lost you know i mean since they're unclaimed it's not like you know they're buying they're unclaimed that's mm-hmm. kind of self-explanatory nobody claimed them so someone bought them and now they're theirs and they, yep. they come as a great replacement for those who had lost the original things Unclaimed baggage stores are not operated by airlines, which do not make any profits from the sales of unclaimed items. Once a bag has been held for about 60 days, carriers donate them to a charity or sell them on. A blog called Unclaimed Baggage says the craziest items they have found in lost luggage include a live rattlesnake, Uh a camera from a space shuttle, and a platinum Rolex valued at more than $60,000. That's a lot of moolah. I wonder what they sell those items like when you know what i mean like how because how they bought the unclaimed baggage yeah they end up in an unclaimed baggage store or since it's such a like like this rolex they just sell it at a like upsell store you know what i mean like um oh i'm sure there's certain charities that airlines will work with and they just donate the entire bag to the charity and it's the charity's responsibility to sell the item wow i wonder how much the rolex sold for I don't know. But that's I mean, crazy. it's probably cheaper than what it's like it's MSRP like or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. We should check out some of those sites. I bet they got some cool stuff in there. Maybe a waterproof camera. <laughs> yeah, like. That would make sense. Because they go on vacation. So I wonder how they. So I'm sure. What is it? Hope Allen does her best to like make sure that these people actually lost their stuff and didn't aren't like making it up. I'm sure. Right. No, that's pretty cool. Going through. Imagine you like an airline loses your baggage, and then you go on a website and find your bag, and then you have to buy your bag back because the airline lost it. Unless you have that your tag on it. That would piss me off so much. Unless you have a tag well, no, on it. That if says it your loses, name. if it loses its tag, oh. it's unclaimed well, yes. baggage, yes. and they lost your bag. That's true. And they might give you some money in return as like a settlement. But like, imagine you go on one of these stores and you see your luggage being sold. <laughs> oh no. For like 20 and you, bucks. And, and you, you know that to, there's something in there that's good. You have good. to buy your bag back. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I think it stays in the unclaimed baggage in the airport for like weeks yeah. at a time. So if you didn't for claim it. For 60 days. I've been... Exactly. If you didn't claim it for 60 days, however, you don't want it that bad. Yes. You can't but I, want it that bad after 60 days. you going to pay for it. But you imagine, better pay for it. But imagine this, <laughs> right? The airline puts the wrong tag or the tag gets scanned wrong or the tag is lost and that bag no longer ends up in Tampa Airport. It ends up in Washington or something. That's true. I'm and I'm sure exa- that's happened. I'm not flying to Washington to grab my to bag. To get my bag back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that you well, I guess in that unless I have a live rattlesnake in it. Oh, right. I don't want that. <laughs> in that case, I guess you just call the airports that you were at, especially like connecting airports, and just be like, "Hey, have you seen a bag that's blah 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 blah?" blah I'm sure they get those that has the many. Time. Well, you know, if it has their name, I'm sure it's like, I "Hey, mean, what's well, the name on the bag?" Oh, yeah, it's but if they blah, lose blah, blah. the name on the bag, that's the thing. Well, then, yeah, you're SOL. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. If they, but if, here, if they lose the name on the bag and then it ends up in Washington, which is not anywhere you went, yeah. but it ended up on the wrong plane, then, you know, you're kind of SOL. I'm so sure that's probably the, what happened for most of these folks is their their bag ended up in a completely different area and didn't have their name on it. So I'm sure it's like 
not common, but it does happen. Oh, yeah. So sure. it says American Airlines even lost a 12-year-old. So did they send a 12-year-old to the unclean <laughs> baggage store? Probably got on the wrong plane <laughs> or something. Dang, not a 12-year-old. That's an unaccompanied minor mm-hmm. on the loose in Miami. <laughs> Do you want to go to the next one? All right, yeah, we can go on, on the next one. That's nice that uh, Hope's doing that, looking for lost stuff for I'll people that lost stuff. I'll have to check out some of her videos. Yeah, I'll have to look at That's some cool. of those videos. So our next one is for the birds. The, Literally. This <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, This I was beautiful blue parrot has returned to the wild two years after being declared extinct. I think these are the Spix macaws from... What is that movie? Blue? What What is that movie? Where it has the blue oh, parrots in it. Oh, 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 They're in like oh. Brazil or something. Isn't it blue? Mm, uh, Jungle Cruise? No, not Jungle Cruise. Are you talking about a... It was a Pixar movie. Like oh. years ago. Here, look it up. Oh, oh, the ones that are on the lines? Blue parrot Wait. movie. No, it's called a Pixar short. Oh. Hold on. That is not it. What is it? No, no. If you're talking about Rio, that's what oh, it is. Oh, Rio. I never saw that movie. Rio. It was that's probably the blue it. Parrot. Yeah, there he is. And oh, there was like the cool. last two blue parrots or blue macaws in the, the world. Is that the last two? Yeah, that's oh, them. Wow. So let's see. <clears throat> I think these are the same. I'm not sure. I guess we'll we'll find out here in a second. After teetering on the edge of extinction, the beautiful Spix's macaw has made its return to the wild after two. Over two decades after the last bird was seen in nature, eight of the bright blue parrots have been released into a protected nature reserve in Brazil. So it is the those same parrots from Rio. Oh, that's cool. They're doing absolutely wonderful. This Woo-hoo. is a quote, by the way. So far, there is 100% survival. The birds are st- all staying together as a group. They're staying in around the release area, and they're also being beginning to forage on natural occurring foods, said biologist Tom White. We couldn't have written a better script for them to follow oh okay they're being they're being good good birds good it's been a long process to bring the species back but advances in captive breeding have made the return possible white is with the u.s fishing and wildlife service and is a technical advisor for the rescue project he says dna testing makes it easier for to pair birds together that have the least relations to each other that has opened the door for also maintaining as much of the genetic diversity as possible that currently exists so i guess when you have you know only two birds to start with you got to make sure there's no where the least amount of inbreeding possible otherwise i mean what's the point so they're they're checking their dna to make sure they're not you know fourth cousins with the macaws white says for the project to continue to be successful work and financing must continue it's not a matter of going out and just releasing a bunch of birds and then opening a bottle of champagne and calling it a day. <laughs> it takes the continual effort over several years, and that requires long-term financial, logistic, and biological support. As the team follows the progress of the already released macaws, 12 more are scheduled to join the flock in December. Oh, that's cool. Birds. Look, Look at them. They're such a cuties. All right. White said humans have a responsibility to help save the bird because of the role people played in its decline. We broke the system, so as a species, we're morally obligated to fix it, he said. And it's not just about the macaw. He said helping one species helps many more. A vast area has been declared a reserve, a protected area specifically for the reintroduction of the Spix. But all of these other species, plants, reptiles, and mammals that live in the area are also benefiting. This area is being protected specifically for the Spix, but they're also along for the ride. So the benefits of the Spix reintroduction go far beyond just that species. That's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. You got those those little birds coming back. They're so right pretty. Back. Yeah, that's very nice. So that beautiful. Those, those birds are coming back. 
Mm-hmm. I remember reading somewhere like a while ago that the Spix macaw had like officially gone extinct, but I guess that's not true. That's crazy. I, I can't like with how animals just go extinct like that. It's mostly humans fault too. I know. We're just not great at, we're not great is, with neighbors. Aren't, aren't rhinos going extinct? Some of them are. Rainers. Actually, some have already gone extinct, really. Dude, a certain type Yeah, certain species. Yeah. But uh, we're doing our best to keep some of them alive. Mm-hmm. So it's really down to the, the day that I was gonna say shit. the yeah. day that y'all make elephants extinct, y'all all gonna die. <laughs> this woman gave her wedding dress to a stranger for free and inspired a movement. So, when Gwendolyn Stolgis was shopping for her wedding dress, the two most important things were price and the cut. So, like obviously price and the cut of the dress, like how it's you know a line or whatever. After trying on different options at a bridal shop, nothing quite struck a chord with her. Just as she was about to leave, the saleswoman asked her to look at one more gown. The lady that was helping us had said, well, hold on a second. I think I have something for you, Stolgus said. It was champagne in color. It had long sleeves and sparkly lace all over it. It had these buttons that literally started down the middle of the back, all the way down into the train, which I absolutely loved. I stood there and kind of got tears in my eyes because it was really the dress I wanted. It was a bit over her budget, but after encouragement from her mother-in-law, Stoll just bought it. And after wearing the dress down the aisle, she decided it deserved a better fate than sitting in her closet collecting dust. Mood. I couldn't figure out quite how I was going to do it. I ended up putting something on Facebook, she said. Stolgis was bombarded. She received more than 70 messages, which with each future bride describing what receiving the dress would mean to them wow Mm. so it's almost like a like an interview type thing that's kind of cool she eventually settled on a woman who lived nearby but a movement was born stolgus got messages from other women who also wanted to (laughs) (laughs) i'm really suffering (laughs) why are you laughing so much i don't know i get giddy i think i've got like something wrong with me I need to stop laughing. <sighs> Nothing's funny. Yeah, let me rub your back. Maybe that'll help. Okay. Help you focus? Maybe. <sighs> okay. Stolgus got... I don't like her name. <laughs> I feel bad. I don't like it. Just, ah. Okay. Stolgus got messages from other women who also wanted to donate their dresses. <laughs> so basically... They were all just looking to donate their dresses and they were looking to buy dresses like she had sold hers. So, um, a woman named Diana Bowman was also someone who donated her dress through Facebook and it gave her an opportunity to help someone with stress, actually, which was really good because that means you didn't really have to go out and like look. You just kind of knew like this is the dress, you know, that someone had experienced during the dress search, stress of finding a dress. For me, it was also a different experience because I'm a plus-size woman and trying to find a wedding dress in plus sizes is really, really difficult, which I can understand. You know, mm-hmm. They only go up to a certain size, which is really unfair. So if I could take that stress away from somebody by passing along a beautiful plus-size gown, I was like, I have to do it. That's nice. Bowman donated her dress at one condition, that it continued to be passed on to someone else. And I think I remember, oh, actually it's coming up. So she said that she wants the dress to be passed down from bride to bride and wants it to get like so worn out that it's like nothing but tatters tatters <laughs> and yeah. which is really cute you know yeah. because like she said at the end of its life you know she wants to have a lot of celebrating done in that dress and you yeah. know it's only a one day thing 
a one night thing so why mm. not use it for more than one night someone yeah. else's night and keep passing it on so that's oh, nice that's really cool it's nice little, should we consider donating your dress i've really been thinking about it either i donate it or i take it somewhere for if we have a daughter to use it yeah so that'd be nice yep might look into doing donating because mm-hmm. that's a very nice passing down your dress that you had a had a good day in. Well, and a lot of sit in the closet, you know. Right. I mean, and to be honest, it's taking up a lot of space. That's a lot our, of money too. Those dresses are not cheap. You no, finance those things. They are not cheap. But I also saw something in the same story where she was talking about how she was thinking about donating her dress to Goodwill, and I actually think that's a good idea too because I know it's free. Like you don't get anything out of it or anything like yeah. that. But it's still for sure could cheaper. be bought it yeah, could definitely still be much cheaper and stuff there's not really much damage to my dress so i could totally take it to goodwill um i think the only damage is like the under ruffle only because it was like dirt yeah because we were at it a just barn. got dirty yeah it was a barn so and but other than that it's good it's good to go so yeah maybe we'll look it was warm one night i barely sweat in it and it was like <laughs> it was like 80 no it was 90 degrees it was hot what you but I, about? I was, we sweat up a storm i didn't sweat up a storm i did i know all right you want to move on to our next Mm one Mm -hmm. uh this one's fun this one's cute local bank hides 500 piggy banks with 20 dollars inside around puget sound which i think is a city or town a treasure hunt promotion by people's bank has people all over six counties looking for little green pigs cute from july 18th to august 1st nearly 500 little green piggy banks will be hidden within one mile of people's bank branches across that is snohomish snohomish island Island, whatcom skagit shillon and king counties all stuffed with 20 dollars in cash but those are some names this (laughs) must be up north i was gonna say according to people's bank the pigs tend to enjoy parks views and scenic trails that's cute that's cute. Oh, and she found a little piggy bank. Look cute. at that. It's, it's got a little $20. Glasses. Clues to finding lost piggies will be made on the bank's Twitter page. Like this clue for a pig in Ferndale under what appears to be a children's playground equip- equipment. Oh, it's hiding in the rocks. Oh, that's so cute. That's very cute. People's Bank says that anyone who finds a pig is welcome to keep the pig and the cash inside. Cute. However, people who find a pig and submit a picture of themselves with the pig are eligible to win the grand prize of $1,000. Wow. How nice. Oh, that's kind of a cute photo. The little guy. Yeah, he's there. hiding in the grass. That's fine. And then take a picture. Oh, oh he's so, so cute. People are welcome to find more than one pig, but only one person can win the grand prize. While picking up garbage this morning, oh, you found another piggy bank. Oh, the Aww. doggo found one. That's so cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's sweet. So, yeah, that's a nice little promotion, hiding $20 in 500 piggy banks around town. That's crazy. Around the counties and stuff. That's cute. Yeah. That's, See, a, that's a, a good promotion. I was going to say, good ad. it's a good ad. It's a you good You got people going out, you know, giving out free money. That's a good ad. Right? That's so cute. That's really sweet. And he has little glasses. Look at him. So Is cute. that the logo of their bank or? I don't know. I, I bet they have something similar to that. Maybe they're green or something. Oh, okay. That's cute. Sure. This will be our last one of today. Yep. So this one is about Steve Irwin's family. They've actually saved over 90,000 animals, including Australian wildfire victims, which I actually remember seeing a video, uh, a video, maybe a picture mm-hmm. of a koala that was oh, like yeah. kind of burnt, not burnt, but just like he was a little like he got a little roasted. He was a little roasted. Yeah. Like his ear was a little roasted, oh, but he was he was doing good still. I think that was their picture. I'm not sure. Hmm. It was from like a, a year or I'm two. I'm sure ago. they have saved a couple of koalas that look like that. Yeah. 
The family of the late Steve Irwin has helped rescue 90,000 animals, including those fallen victim to the ongoing wildfire devastation in Australia. Terry Irwin, the widow of Steve Irwin, and their children, daughter, Bindi, and son, Robert Irwin, own and operate the Australian Zoo's Wildlife Hospital. Steve Irwin died in 2006 after being injured by a stingray. Wildlife Hospital takes in animals from all over Australia, hundreds of gray-headed flying foxes, a species listed as vulnerable, have been flown to Queensland after the rescue center um, was at risk from fire and um, they like had to evacuate. Bindi Irwin posted on Instagram along with images of orphaned fox cubs recovering from the wildfire. And so mm. below that is the picture of um, the wildfire and like how you can donate and help. And yeah. she put the link in her bio and stuff like that. This week, we treated our 90,000th patient, oh she wrote in the post. The 90,000th patient is a platypus rescued from the inferno, who the family named Ollie. Ollie the platypus. Ollie the orphaned platypus <laughs> is receiving round-the-clock uh, round care until he can be released back to the wild. Robert Irwin posted an Instagram post um, adding, with pressures from droughts, droughts to bushfires, wildlife need our help now more than ever mm-hmm. and so there's his post too the raging fires which have burned over 12.3 million acres of land about 12 twice the size of vermont is believed to kill over or nearly 500 million animals since the start of the australian bushfire in september which I think this is a i think this is a few years ago but yeah it's still it's still devastated land yeah up to 30% of the koala population in New South Wales, mid-north coast, may have been killed. Australia's Minister for the Environment, Susan Lay, told the Australian Broadcasting Corporation the region is known for its koala population. Aww. Oh. Firefighters have been brought from the U.S. to assist Australian authorities. Steve Price normally fights fires in the U.S. for the past month. It's the biggest fire I've ever been on in my life, and I've been doing this for about 30 years now, he told Aww. ABC News. Price, who hails from Idaho, is part of the air operations rescue in Australia. He's one of dozens of U.S. firefighters who have volunteered to come to Australia. Terry Irwin posted on Twitter that the Australia Zoo and the Animal Hospital are safe from the fire, which is awesome. And they posted above and it said, Thanks to everyone who asked how we're doing in the severe bushfire season. The the Sunshine Coast is not currently experiencing any fires. Our 497 staff are safe. Australia Zoo is safe. Our conservation properties <laughs> are safe, which is awesome. Um, we're treating more animals at our wildlife hospital. Oh, and there's a little oh, platypus. There's that platypus. Is that Ollie? Oh, oh it he is. is. So cute. That's so sweet. That's very cute. He's a semi-aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was six months ago. Oh, actually. yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. Posted it was six months September ago. September of this last year. Wowie. I don't. So that's very nice. I don't think the Australia, the koala was from that though, or maybe it was. There's only koalas in Australia. No, I know, but I think it was from a previous post. Oh. No, but maybe. it might have been because I remember seeing something like that from her, from um, yeah. Bindi. So yeah, probably could have yeah. been. That's cool. That's nice that mm-hmm. Steve Irwin's family's keeping up the oh, legacy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know they're really big on animals. It's very cute. Ollie, is that what we should name Lucy's platypus? Ollie. Yes. Because she's got a little platypus toy. Well, Uplifting News is a fantastic subreddit. If you're feeling down, go just go to Reddit and r slash Uplifting News, and there's lots of fun stories. You can sort by the top of, like, all time and see some really cool stuff. And um, 
yeah, it's just a good place to be if you're having a rough day. Just go to Uplifting News or go to r slash funny or memes or something like that. Well, I think that ends our episode for today. I hope you are feeling a little bit better about our crazy world. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little more hopeful. And you should definitely go check out Uplifting News on Reddit. Yep. It's all about the little things. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. And we will be looking forward to seeing you next week on ETC. ETC. Bye. Bye. <laughs>